What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Experience. My name is Tyler Egan, and I am your host. This is the podcast to help you develop a healthy mind and keep your body aligned. Health is not just about a number on the scale or what you look like in the mirror. It is a condition of physical, mental, spiritual, and social well-being with the absence of disease, discomfort, and the ability to adapt to life's challenges with vitality and resilience. Here, we'll discuss all the ways you can optimize your mind, body, and soul. So please join me each and every week as we dive into all things health. If you'd like to support the show, you can leave a rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Invest into your own health with any of the programs listed on my website, or please share the podcast with a friend or on social media. Be sure to tag me all the links to my social media pages will be in the show notes. Now for today's topic of discussion, and we're gonna be talking about weight gain and some signs that your weight gain isn't because of food. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be very clear about what I mean with all of this because the more and more I dive into understanding different hormonal factors and how they can lead to weight gain, um, our, our circadian rhythm, our sleep-wake cycle, <clears throat> excuse me, and how they lead to weight gain, all these things and how they influence our weight, um, the more I find myself, <clears throat> excuse me, talking less about nutrition and movement. And I just want to emphasize that nutrition and movement are still fucking important. I'm going to be working on a YouTube video today. I did some training videos for my clients last week just talking about nutrient quality, the why behind it, and the what to look for. Um, so I'm going to be doing like a shortened version of that for YouTube sometime today. Um, so that stuff's still important. Like I think most of the people that listen to me, follow me, are pretty understanding of the fact that I'm a huge advocate of movement. I think everybody should be moving their ass daily, get your daily butt stuff in people. Um, so I just want to make sure I'm very, very, very clear on that just in case I got any new listeners or anything like that. Um, so if you're new here, we're going to be talking about hormonal weight gain, other factors for weight gain. Um, and it's still important to get good quality nutrition and daily butt stuff. And that can be taking it in the ass. <laughs> it doesn't have to though. Definitely doesn't have to. It just means moving your butt daily. That's why you can take it in the ass and move your butt daily. Okay, enough of that conversation. So today let's dive into these things. Um, let's, okay, I want to start. I want to start here. We're going to start here. Okay, so here's a couple of different causes of weight gain that really don't have to do. Okay, they don't have to do with diet and exercise, but they do. So um, the first notion, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step back, give you guys some context, and just so we're all on the same page, because if you guys have been following the show for any length of time, because um, I actually went back the other day and looked at some of the, the downloads for some of our older episodes, and they're like way higher than I was anticipating. So some of you guys have been around for a minute, and I appreciate that, because the downloads I get um within the first week of releasing the podcast is way higher than it used to be. So thank you guys so much. I really fucking appreciate everything. The podcast is, um, I shared this on the show before. So for anyone who's been listening for a length of time, um, the podcast has been, it's like one of my favorite things to do, but it's more of like a passion thing because it doesn't really generate income or as far as I can tell, it doesn't really help me with 
bringing in clients. It definitely does help the clients I do have because my some of my clients tell me they listen to the podcast, which is really cool. Um, so there's that. But anyway, anyway, like from a business standpoint, it doesn't like generate income. So it's more of just like a passion thing because I enjoy doing it. Okay, so um, all the things I'm going to share here, your diet and exercise um, can influence just about all of them. And so if you're inactive and you eat like shit, do yourself a huge favor and start there. The reason I'm talking so much more about weight gain that isn't from diet and exercise is because so many people, like the first piece of advice that you'll find online from a doctor, whoever, a professional, go to a trainer and ask them what to do. Like go to a a big box gym, get like a free consultation. Most of them do uh, free consultations. Um, And then ask them like, hey, I have like 30 pounds that I want to lose. Like what should I do? And their first response will most likely be just like eat less and move more. And so that's the first notion. And a lot of the people that have come to me over the last few years um, have been people who are eating less and moving more and yet they're gaining weight. And so I really want to start bringing, shedding more light on these other factors that can be causing your weight gain. Okay, because the people that have come to me are in this situation where they're eating less and moving more and they're still, they're actually not not only not losing weight but gaining weight in the process um, are being fed the wrong information because this is like a, there's more factors to this, to this than just eating less and moving more. In a perfect world, sure, just eat less, move more. But clearly it's not working for all of us. Um, and so quick context and all that stuff. If your diet and your exercise, if you're not moving your butt, if you're um, if you're inactive and you're here because maybe my title grabbed your attention or what I've been talking about grabbed your attention because of like, oh, maybe I don't have to exercise, I don't have to move and I don't have to eat healthier. If he's talking about these, these are the reasons why I'm gaining weight and I can just take a pill or I can just do something simple or if I just go to the doctor and tell them like my hormones are out of whack, they'll give me something to help me with it out and then I'll lose weight. Like if you're here for that reason, I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> you're in the wrong place because if your diet and your movement and your exercise are not in, in a good place, all this shit is gonna be irrelevant. Okay, all right, so now that that's all out of the way, let's get into this, okay? So here's some causes of waking that don't include your diet and exercise, okay? So we're presuming that you got your diet in a good place, you're moving your body, exercise, these things aren't a big deal. You'll make adjustments in your diet, so like, hey, if I gotta increase the protein a little bit, whatever, maybe you gotta like get some more dietary fat in my diet, like whatever it is, like you'll make those adjustments, cool. Okay, so... First things first, I've shared this on podcast many times and I've already mentioned it once today, hormonal factors, hormonal factors. And we're gonna dive deeper into this one today. Um, so like, for example, if you have thyroid issues, underactive thyroid, uh, to all my menopausal ladies out there, these things, the hormonal fluctuation can uh, definitely influence your weight gain, how your body distributes fat, all the things. Um, and that's the hormonal factor is going to be a key role in in a lot of the things that we're going to talk about here okay so the next thing is going to be emotional so your hormones can definitely influence the way your emotions express themselves throughout your day-to-day life so for example um cortisol cortisol is our stress hormone okay you're going to release it every single day it doesn't matter now how you respond how you your brain is wired to respond to stress is going to be a thing, right? So cortisol is a hormone and your ability to respond to stress, your emotional response is going to be connected to the same thing, 
right? So your your hormone and the emotion go hand in hand. So this is what I mean, like they, they play a role together. And so if you find yourself stressed um, out a lot, like maybe hyper stressed out, or you're really anxious, which I would just really, if I'm gonna simplify this, classify anxiety and being overwhelmed as just overstressed, right? So you're probably pumping out a lot of cortisol. Um, so that could be another thing because some people have a coping mechanism with stress or other emotional things to eat more. You know, that's a real thing. And then on the other side of that is the fact that if you're constantly stressed out and you're, the way you handle stress isn't, let's just say it's not the best, right? Because there are some people who handle stress incredibly well, incredibly well. I mean, could you imagine um, being like the CEO of Google? You probably deal with a lot of stress. So there are people out there who handle stress extremely well. And then there's some of us who don't. So when we're in a stressed state for a prolonged period of time, you're sending your body the signal. Your body has that signal like, hey, we are in fucking danger and we got to like fight or flight, fight or flight. We're not safe. Okay. And in that state, your body cannot heal. Said differently, your body can't lose weight. Because losing weight is going to be a byproduct of healing. You know, your body's going to lower inflammation. It's going to start using the fat, the stored fat as energy. Your hormones will start to balance out. Your, your body will start to find homeostasis. Okay, so there is, of course, coping mechanisms. You could use, there's comfort foods, right? Like maybe you overindulge in ice cream. I just had a big pint of ice cream last night. When you're emotional, and I was not emotional. This was quite the, dare I say it, treat. But to me, they're just like an enjoyment thing. So, okay. So it could be a coping mechanism. And it could be just like if you're like just hyper stressed out, your body will be in fight or flight all the time, which means you won't be able to lose weight. Okay, so that's number two. So hormonal factors. And then that could tie into the emotional thing because you can't really separate like how your hormones are from your emotional uh, well-being. They go hand in hand. Okay, next thing is medications. Um Doctors are very quick to prescribe like antidepressants and anti, anti, antipsychotics. And so these things can have side effects or weight gain. Okay, so it's important to understand that um, if you're gaining weight and maybe you went to the doctor recently because you have a lot of anxiety and he gave you an antidepressant, hey, that could be influencing the way your body is holding on to the weight. Okay, so that's number three, medications. And then your medication, those types of things are going to influence your hormones as well. So there's um, uh, SSRIs, the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which help, I believe they use them for depression. Don't quote me on that. Some of you guys may know better than me. And the reason for this is during depression, like someone, their serotonin levels may be low. And serotonin is that feel good hormone. You'll probably feel it when you're really like around people you genuinely love to be around and enjoy being around. Um, so like family, friends, things like that, it's released. And so if you're depressed, you're not releasing as much serotonin. And serotonin can be depleted because of poor gut health. So that'll be our next one, which I actually didn't even intend on talking about, but it's a totally thing. If your gut health isn't up to par, if you will, if it's not in a good place, um, there's something called the vagus nerve, which is like a direct communication line. That's the thing. I think it's a good way to describe it between your brain and your gut. And so if you're eating a diet that's poor, this is why, like I said, diet's still going to be a factor. Um, if you're eating a diet that's like low in nutrients, uh, poor quality food, highly processed, highly refined sugars, things like that, 
your gut health is probably lackluster and therefore the you're feeding the bad gut bacteria which don't promote weight loss right they don't promote uh health it might promote more inflammation in your body high blood sugar things like that so getting your gut health in order is going to be play a key role too because if your gut's out of whack it's out of balance more bad gut bacteria versus the good bacteria your body could be in a constant state of inflammation stress will be higher cortisol will be pumping out and your body won't be able to lose weight so it'll come back to like i was talking about with the emotional thing right so if you're chronically stressed out and you're in a state of fight or flight all day long your body thinks it's in danger your body thinks it's in danger and let me just clarify one thing on this because i talk to a lot of people who like they 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 don't they come at situations and they're in a state of fight or flight so they're in that stressful state like hell i'm probably in my way of hitting that peak right now because it's the morning i'm having a cup of coffee it's an it's an inevitable part of every one of our days okay cortisol is going to peak at a certain point so that is inevitable but if you live there and you're in a constant state of fight or flight then your body your body so just separate your mind and your body from each other for a moment okay your body the physical flesh that you're sitting in right now is under the assumption that it is in danger there's a part of your brain the lower part of your brain the i forget what it's called the doesn't matter the reptilian part of your brain that oh maybe it's the limbic part of your brain anyway it's like the prehistoric part of our brain that was like first to develop and so this is back when we were like cavemen and we didn't really have intellect like we do today okay so like that part of our brain was what kept us alive and so your your body thinks it's in danger and you could be sitting at work right now and if that's the case then your body will not promote health longevity stuff like that it won't promote weight loss because it thinks it's in danger and so when you're in danger you're going to hold on to what you have so if you're in danger if perceived danger right perceived stress in this case you could be sitting at work and you're hyper stressed out your body thinks it's in danger even though even though you can logically explain to yourself like hey like that person's opinion of you doesn't matter but you're just like over here like frantic and you're like oh what if my boss fires me or whatever okay like you're in that type of situation like your body thinks it's in danger like because your boss could fire you but you can logically explain to yourself like hey like you know it's okay you messed up but shit happens like you can but it's not working and so if you're living there if you're living in that type of state then that could easily lead to weight gain because your body's going to hold on to the fat because it doesn't know that you're not actually in danger. Okay, so like that's what like different parts of our brain communicate and stuff like that. So that's like a long-winded way of saying like stress. Um, and again, stress isn't bad. It's just like the degree to which you deal with it and what else is happening in your body because of it. Okay, so I uh, just wanted to clarify on that. Um, so what do we got so far? I'm going to just kind of quickly recap. Hormonal factors, emotional factors, medication can lead to weight gain, and then poor gut health. So we got four factors so far. Okay, four factors so far. Next up is poor sleep. Okay, and again, these things are all really intertwined. They're really interconnected. But you may be, as I'm going through this, you may hear some of these, but you might be able to pinpoint like one thing. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, my, my emotional thing is like I have a coping mechanism of eating. Okay, so let me address that one first. 
Okay, and then you address that. He's like, okay, wait, my, now my sleep's getting better. So that's helping, right? So like there's different things. Um, they're all intertwined, right? So like if you're having like hormonal issues, like let's just say like you have an underactive thyroid, like that has a downstream effect on the rest of your body. But if you start there, it might clean up the rest of it, right? If you have poor gut health, if you start there, it might clean up the rest of it. Like it real, everything is intertwined like that. It's actually quite beautiful. You might find like you might hear fifteen different reasons for weight gain, and then find that like this one thing stands out above the rest, and you address that one thing, and it cleans up cleans up the other fifteen things. Our body is so beautifully orchestrated to work in harmony together. I love it. It's so fucking cool. Okay, poor sleep quality. Our circadian rhythm, your sleep wake cycle. This has a huge effect on your hormones and so this is definitely something to put at the priority list if you're not getting good sleep and so let this is the the best way i've found to describe it if you don't wake up feeling rested and i'm not saying you might not feel sleepy i'm not saying that you'll wake up and you'll just be like let's fuck shit up today i'm not saying that you'll wake up in the best mood ever because i wouldn't trust you if you did um i get some pretty good sleep and i still have it takes me like two minutes to roll out of bed i don't like get up and I'm just like, yay. No, it still takes me a minute to get out of bed. Um, but if you're, if you're not waking up feeling, let's just say semi rested, then you're probably not getting good sleep. And if you're not getting good sleep, it can throw off a whole host of hormones. It can throw a lot of shit out of whack. Let me see if I can find one of the episodes I talked about this in. So I don't want to go too deep into it today. I probably talked in, about it in episode 130, how technology is influencing your health. Um, how much? Nah, let's look up other episodes. Episode list. We gotta, we gotta, I gotta find some. So, episode 130. Look up episode 130. Um, episode 122. And I feel like there's one more. Let's just stick with those for now. Episode 130 and 122. Episode 130 and 122 are gonna be the two that you're gonna check out to learn more about the hormones there. So uh, poor sleep quality is another one. And then um, if it's throwing your, your circadian rhythm off, it can throw leptin out of whack, it can increase ghrelin levels, and that can have a, a downstream effect on other hormones. So if you're, in, if you're sleep deprived, you're gonna have higher stress levels. Your body needs a certain amount of rest. Right, like, could you, who's ever taken their cell phone out into the heat? And I see this all the time in the sauna. Guys will bring their, their phone to the sauna and then like like seven to 10 minutes in, it seems to be like the ballpark range. Yeah, I pay attention to these things. Um, seven to 10 minutes in, they all have to put their phone outside of the sauna because it's overheating, right? So view your own body for a moment as the phone in that case. Or if you're like out at the beach and you have your phone out the entire time and it starts to overheat and, and your iPhone's just like, Phone needs to cool down before this continues. Your body's the same way. And sleep is the cooling down mechanism in this instance. So you need sleep. I don't care how great you are, how well you can handle stress, eventually your body will give out. It does not matter. Human or mother nature does not give a fuck about how amazing you are. Your body, your, there's a book. So I'm quoting this from the book. The body keeps score. Your body fucking knows. There is an innate intelligence within our body that's always communicating with us, trying to get us to stop doing stupid shit. But our mind has gained so like so much control because we have so much information, right? Like, okay, so I know if I work harder for an hour a day, I can produce this much more, blah, blah, blah. There's so much fucking information. It's actually screwing us up. Even with all the information I'm sharing right now. 
I hope, I'm hoping that I can help you guys pinpoint one thing that's causing your weight gain that you can start to work on rather than um, send you into a frenzy of like, oh my God, it's all of these things. So if you're in that case right now and you're just like, okay, we're talking, there's like six things he's talking about here that could be my cause of my waking. Do me a, deep, uh, do me a huge favor because I feel myself speaking faster. Take a deep breath and release it all. I'm gonna do that again. Already, I feel myself calm down. I'm already speaking slower. And it can be that Simple. Take a deep breath. Um, so first things first, it could be all these things. It could be none of these things. Um, don't, I, I, I want to reword how I say these things. I'm saying this out loud to, to put myself on the spot. What I was going to say is don't let all this information get to your head because it can easily do that. But like start small and work your way up. Find one thing that like sticks out to you and, and address that first. Maybe you're going to hear these six things and you're like, it's all six of these. Cool. Start where you can. There's so much information out there. Like I, I, I would make the argument that we're overloaded with information these days. If you want to find out why you're, you're not losing weight, go on Google and look up. Actually, let me just do it and we'll see what we get. What's causing weight gain? Okay, this is DuckDuckGo, but I got um, I, I want a number on how many things that how many things they found. Let me go to Google now. Stay, bear with me, people. What causes weight gain? Okay, uh, on Google, I got seven seven hundred and sixty one million hits in point four four seconds. They gave me seven hundred and sixty one million links to help me understand what's causing my weight gain. So think about that. In what world did we have access to 761 million different pieces of information telling me why I'm gaining weight? That shit is new. There's only so much the human brain can handle. So that's why I'm saying, if you hear one thing that speaks to you, start there. It is that simple. One of the things I do with all my clients is like, okay, where do you wanna be? Cool. Now, what can you start with today? I still have clients that are only focused on eating one meal a day that's healthy. Because if we throw them at the fucking hyenas and we're just like, okay, let's do all three meals and you got to start the workout routine this week. And then, you know, we have two group calls a week. So you got to show up to both of those. And then there's the check-ins and then you got to do your progress pictures. If I like, it was like, yo, you got to do all this all at once. That's a beautiful recipe for failure and self-sabotage, or in this case, it would be trainer sabotage, I suppose. So start where you can. Okay, the last one is going to be like medical conditions. Okay, so hormonal factors, emotional factors, uh, medications, poor gut health, poor sleep, and then medical conditions, medical conditions. So like things like PCOS, insulin resistance, these things can cause hormonal imbalances in your body. See, this is what I mean. They're all connected. So there's a lot of things that be causing waking that are outside of the scope of just eat less, move more. And that's really the, the general premise of this podcast. You need to eat nutrient quality foods. And like I'm saying that as like a, it's like a hard fucking fact and move your body daily. Those two things are non-negotiable. And so if you're here, I'm going to start assuming the listeners of my podcast understand that instead of clearing this up every single time. But if you're new here, now you know. <laughs> Um, so 
those are six reasons what can be causing your weight gain. So now, now let's talk about signs of hormonal imbalance that's leading to weight gain. Five signs. I got five signs for you guys that are that that your weight gain is actually a hormonal imbalance. And, and to me, this is the biggest one. This is the biggest one we got to talk about. Man or woman. I know I've been talking a lot about this stuff for menopause, but like men too, because if we are chronically stressed out, guys. If you have a husband, a wife, wait, no. If you have a husband, a boyfriend, a friend, a brother, someone in your life who is overweight, that's a man, that is storing a lot of belly fat, but maybe they're not like a huge drinker, and maybe they don't even eat that much, right? Like maybe they're not like over, maybe it's not overkill or anything like that, but they have a gut. That's a good sign that their cortisol levels are high. And if their cortisol levels are high, their stress levels are high. And if that's the case, then we're gonna burn through testosterone a little bit more rapidly. Okay, I don't know if I'm gonna explain this well, so here I go. Testosterone gives us the ability to handle more stress and it will preserve muscle tissue. And because guys have more of it, we can handle more stress. Um, but that could, it has a limit, it has a limit. And again, if you know someone, a man in your life who has a gut and they're not like crazy overkill with eating or drinking or anything like that, I mean, it could just be a sign of poor sleep poor sleep quality, a poor circadian rhythm, and excess levels of cortisol. Okay, so like this shit can affect all of us, but women will notice it significantly sooner, I would say, significantly sooner. And actually, they'll probably just notice it point blank period because I don't think many of the guys give a fuck. Um, if I'm just being brutally, like speaking hard truths here, like I'm thinking about the men in my life that I know that are in that kind of circumstance and most of them really just don't give a shit. And... Yeah, I think that's, I don't know. If you guys are out there and you notice the same thing, like you got a husband, you got a brother who's got a gut and you can tell that they're not the healthiest in the world and you're just like, hey, why don't you like join a gym or go for a walk? And they're just like, yeah, I just don't care. I'm gonna play video games instead. Guys really just don't seem to care as much, which blows my fucking mind. But anyway, topic for a different day. So five signs that your weight gain is actually hormonal imbalance. And then we're gonna talk about what you can do about this. I know this is a long podcast. Thank you guys. Um, my podcasts have been way longer lately, but I'm really starting to dive into things I really enjoy talking about, so I appreciate you guys sticking with me here. Uh, some of my old podcasts were like 15 minutes long or so. Okay, so five signs that the weight gain is hormonal is could be mood swings. Mood swings, and like, again, this can be men or women, uh, because I remember like, uh, so I never got tested, but this is how I would phrase what I went through a few years ago. When I was, when I first went all in on training, coaching, um, I was hella sleep deprived. And so I would say my testosterone levels were definitely lower because I was storing more fat. My cortisol levels were higher. Um, uh, I would say my estrogen levels were higher too, based off of what I understand about it and how I was experiencing the world at the time. Um, so my leptin levels were out of whack because I was always hungry and never satiated. So ghrelin was out of whack too, but I was sleep deprived. So my cortisol test levels, my leptin, ghrelin, like all these things were out of whack. Again, I never got blood work done. I never got actually tested, but from um, an internal feeling, I knew. Okay, so, but I was like constantly going through different moods because I was so fucking sleep deprived. I mean, I was legit like closing a gym at midnight, cleaning up the gym and then getting home at 1.30 and then waking up at 4 a.m. to go back to the gym to train in-person clients at 6 a.m. in the morning. I woke up a couple hours in advance. I don't like to roll out of bed and do things. So constant mood swings is number one. Number two is intense cravings. 
Again, if you're sleep deprived, your ghrelin levels are going to be up. And if your ghrelin levels are up, then that means you're going to have more hunger. And that hunger could manifest itself in your reality, in your world, as like an intense craving for, you know, chips or chocolate or, you know, a soda, like whatever it is for you. So intense cravings could be another one. Sleep disturbances, like nice sweats or hot flashes, okay? These things are going to throw off your circadian rhythm. And look, there's only so much things you can, there's only so many things you can do about it. There are ways you can reel them in, but sleep disturbances are going to be another one. Uh, next up, low energy. If you're constantly sluggish, like you don't want to do nothing, you have no energy, you got to like force yourself to do things. You're depending on caffeine. You're depending, oh, excuse me, on caffeine. That's a good sign that your energy levels are low or <laughs> no shit, <laughs> that your, it's a, your weight gains a hormonal imbalance. And then last but not least, but increase water retention and bloating. Increase water retention and bloating. This could be a sign of something going on with your estrogen levels. And this is why I said that uh, one of the things that I noticed myself a few years back was uh, I retained a lot more water and I was bloated a lot more. So that was an interesting time. Okay, so that's five signs that it could be a hormonal imbalance. Now, like, what do we do about all of this? What do we do about all of this? And again, I've gone into this in other episodes, but the, the number one thing you can do, and there's it, there's there's the thing, and then there's branches to it, is get your sleep wake cycle back in order, because the 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 hormones of your twenty four hour sleep wake cycle are going to influence your reproductive hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, those things. Therefore, if we get the, they're like the keys to the car. They're like the keys that start the engine. And if we don't even have the keys, we can't start the engine right. So it's just going to do whatever it's going to do. And that means probably just sit there. So get your sleep-wake cycle in order. And it's really simple. And, and, and it's so fucking simple, I would be willing to bet most of you aren't going aren't gonna to listen to this. You're not, you're not going to take this advice. You're not going to take what I'm about to say next and be like, you know what, I'm going to do that. That's going to help me. Because nobody thinks it could be as simple as go to bed at the same time every day. Turn your TV off when you go to sleep. Turn your technology off an hour before you go to bed so that your body can naturally come down. If you're eye-fucking yourself, I really like saying that. If you're just watching TV before you go to bed and you're, you're getting blasted with that blue light, the blue light emits the same blue light that the sun, while albeit not as strong, same blue light as the sun, as uh, as the sun does midday, right? So now I'm I'm watching TV. I'm watching the news before I go to bed, which is a whole different topic. I'm watching the news before I go to bed, and I'm just getting blasted with this blue light, and and it's sending this signal in my body that it's the middle of the day. But it's like 10 p.m. It's 10 p.m. and I'm getting ready to go to bed. But this blue light's telling my body that it's the middle of the day. So what happens? Your body will start to produce cortisol, the stress hormone, accordingly. So it just starts cranking it out. And then you can't sleep. And then your body's stressed out more. And so it's just like this, this perpetual self-repeating cycle. So, I mean, I already said a few things. Go to the same time. Go to bed at the same time every day. I don't care if it's fucking weekend. Go to bed the same time every day. Wake up around the same time every day. This is like ballpark. You don't have, it doesn't mean like 9.30 p.m. on the dot. I'm in bed no matter what. Like if I'm not, I'm, I'm fucked up. I suck. No. Go to bed around the same time, between like 9 and 10 every night, like whatever it is for you. Wake up around the same time, roughly speaking, every single day. You know, maybe between 5 and 6 every day, like whatever it looks like for you. Okay? <clears throat> so that's what, like, control what you can. 
right? So like right now, maybe you're waking up in the middle of the night because of hot flashes or you got to pee, whatever it is. Okay, you can't control the fact that you got to pee. There are some things you can do, but you can't control that right now. So what can you do? What you can do is turn your TV off a little bit sooner and trust that it's going to help you. I mean, think about this. Like back in like 1850, they didn't really like when we learn history, we don't learn that like in, in the 1860s, there was a huge issue with sleep. Everyone had a hard time falling asleep. They had other fish to fry. Um, and they weren't dealing with the things that we're dealing with today. And being bombarded with knowledge, blue lights, like these things are new. We don't fully understand the downstream effects of what they do to us. We really don't. We really don't fully, as like a collective species, a collective society, we don't fully understand what blue lights are doing to us. We have some rough estimates, and I'm sharing them, some of them with you right now. So get your this, the hormones, get your sleep-wake cycle in order. So remove tech for the first hour and the last hour of the day. Try to push caffeine off. I know some of you use caffeine to, to get you up in the morning. Get yourself out of that habit. And here's how I would suggest um, not throwing a wrench in your life because going – last year I was drinking like 1,000 milligrams, like two years ago, like 1,000 milligrams of caffeine a day, a ridiculous amount, three energy drinks just to give you guys perspective. This is back when I was like getting started and it was a nightmare. Anyway, so a, a gram of caffeine a day. And one week I was like, you know what? I'm going to not drink caffeine this week. And so I did that. And my nervous system was like, yo, motherfucker, what are you doing to me? I need that. And so like my body was super fucking achy because I wasn't giving it the thing it used to to keep me functioning. It's like an out it's like an alcoholic withdrawing, you know, or drug addict, like a heroin addict. Like it's like the same thing. Your nervous system. The operating system of who you are is wired a certain way, and now you're changing it, right? So maybe instead of two cups of coffee to get you up in the morning, you go to one, and then you go to green tea, and then you just go to pushing the coffee till later in the day or something like that. That's how I would do it. That's how I would do it. So push caffeine off until after you have your first your first meal or at least like two or three hours into the day, like when, when you can get that morning sunlight. And that brings me to the next point, morning sunlight the sunlight is going to signal to your body where we're at in the sleep-wake cycle, where the sun's at in accordance to where we're at in time. So we want that. We want that to signal to us where we're at. This is going to give us like a hormonal, hormonal baseline for the day rather than using the, the caffeine to give you that spike in cortisol first thing in the morning or rather than your phone to give you that spike of cortisol in the morning. So caffeine, push it back a few hours, preferably after breakfast, like, or, or at least until after you see the sunlight. Um, and then have a blood sugar-friendly breakfast, a blood sugar-friendly breakfast. You don't want something that's gonna send you into fucking crazy blood sugar spikes right away in the morning because then your body's gonna be operating on that the rest of the day. And so it's gonna want, to, you're probably gonna have highs and lows in your blood sugar. There's people that will come to the gym that I, I train my clients at that have like really low blood sugar and it's like 4 p.m. I'm like, hold on, wait, what? There's something off there. There's something. On. I'm th like, these aren't my clients, so I don't like attack anyone or, or share information with anybody. I just like in my mind, like a red flag goes up. And it's probably because they have, and I'm just spitballing here. I don't know if this is right, but they're, they're eating a breakfast that's highly processed and it's spiking their blood sugar. 
And so then they have these crazy elevated elevations in blood sugar and then they dip down. And then at like midday, they have a, a, a crash and it's because they have a low, their, their blood sugar is low. And so they need some kind of sugar to spike it again. And so they just kind of do the same thing all day and they grab like the easiest form of sugar. I'll see people come into the gym legit with a rice fucking crispy treat and eat that so they have energy. I'm like, what the actual fuck are we doing here? Eat a banana. <laughs> that's just my, like, eat a banana. Anyway, anyway, that's a topic for a different day. I'm going to get myself distracted. Um, so eat a blood sugar-friendly breakfast. High protein, high fiber, high fat. The high fat, like all the, those three factors right there will slow down the absorption of the carbohydrates. And so you're not getting a crazy blood sugar spike. So you're not getting a crazy blood sugar spike. And you want to start the day that way. You want to start the day on a good note, right? I mean, think about it. Think about the days where you start like all the day amazing. Or you feel amazing to start the day. Like, wow, I feel really good. I got a good workout in. Like, today's going to be a good day. A good day. And then the day's amazing. Right? Because you start off that. You set the tempo early. It's the same thing with, like, biological factors, like hormones and whatnot. If we start the day off right, we're going to be in a good spot. And some of these things are so simple that I would be willing to bet. And I'm going to challenge all of you who like a challenge and, like, maybe have a little competitive edge to you. I'm going to challenge you to try these things for, like, a month or two and see how much they help you. Because people are going to hear – I know there's some of you listening right now who you're going to hear, like, come on, man. Like, shutting my TV off isn't going to do that much. I've done it before. I don't notice a difference. Yeah, but have you done it for, like, a month or two? Have you done it for, like, a month? And have you paid attention? Have you gotten other areas of your life in order? Like – your nutrition and your diet and stuff. And then your sleep's feeling better. And then you start to feel more energized. Like, have you ever actually really paid attention to it? Because I'll have people be like, you know, I, ha- I, drink, I can have drink caffeine at 6 p.m. and I can have no problem going to sleep. But, and I've shared this on the podcast before, a lot of the stuff I'm, I, I'm like just repeating myself. But do you get good quality sleep? And again, if you're, if you're having a hard time maintaining a healthy weight, but you're drinking caffeine at 6 p.m. at night and you're not having a hard time falling asleep, then I'd be willing to bet you're probably not getting into a deep sleep. You're not rested. You're not rested. Because let's be like, the, the truth is, what we do in the gym, the way we eat, um, the things we work on for our mindset, the way you're trying to like rewire your brain, everything you work on for health, fitness, wellness, the changes truly occur while you're sleeping. You lose fat while you're sleeping, not while you're burning calories. If you're burning calories for the day, you're just burning the energy off that you're consuming or that um, may have been stored from yesterday. So like if I went for a run right now, I probably have stored glycogen in the stored carbohydrates in the form of glycogen in my muscles and liver that I'll use to get myself through the run. So our body's like just an incredible thing. So burning calories and burning fat are two different things. And if you really want to see fat loss, getting really good quality sleep is going to be the key. Like, I'd be willing to bet if most of you could get your sleep in order, so many things would be would sort itself out. So many things. Now I'm saying it's not going to be the cure to everything. But if you had a good sleep-wake cycle, so many things would sort itself out. Okay. 40-minute podcast. What a hell of an episode. So thank you guys so much. If you're still here, if you're still listening to me, I appreciate you. You fucking rock. Um, if you guys took anything from today's episode, please uh, share it with a friend. Share it on social media. Tag me. All my social media pages will be in the show notes. I'm literally everywhere. Um, sign up for my email blast. Got some good stuff coming there. 
check me out on YouTube. Um, those are two things, two uh, platforms that I'm utilizing more. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one where I can help guide you through this process instead of you having to figure it out for yourself, I've helped so many people understand this information and then how to apply it in their life. If you'd like to be a part of that, you can apply to join my coaching program. The link will be in the show notes. Um, find, find me on Instagram or Facebook. Those are the best two places to reach out to me uh, if you wanna have a conversation about it. And you can invest into your own health with any of the mobility programs or health and fitness programs listed on my website. <clears throat> I have three different levels of mobility programs listed, all full body. I have the 12 week long menopause mastery program, which is an in-depth approach to how to navigate menopause and how to, how to navigate it through the lens of health and fitness, right? I can't help you with your family life, but what I can help you with is your health and fitness. Like how do you eat, how to exercise, what are some things to do, how to approach your mindset, um, what are some things that you can, can focus on during that time period? And that's what that program is, a very detailed approach um, I had a couple people invest in it who just joined our Facebook community last week and I'm super fucking excited for them. So if you're one of those people, thank you so much. And if you would like to invest in it, please. Or if you'd like to learn more about it, you know, where to find me. Um, email will also be in the show notes. So thank you guys so much. Have a kick-ass week. I'll talk to you all soon and peace out. Thank you.